Should we do a show? Okay. Yeah, if we have to. I mean, we don't. We don't have to. We could we go. Probably. We could. We could do one later. <laughs> go home. I mean, we all we are we are all home. We could go to each other's home, but then it gets really complicated. That's very very difficult. Easier for you guys than for me. Uh, are you guys sad or happy or glad? I don't even know. Are, how do you feel about Apple's tremendous driving off a cliff financially? <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah. It doesn't really affect my usage of their products. Lex is this, shoving uh, the car off the cliff. This, this, No, this uh, guy saying, hey, let's oust uh, Tim Cook is pretty yeah. stupid. Yeah, no, I agree. With he's that. not. He's the, he's like. There's like three people who have said that. There's like. There's Chip, Trip Chowdhury. Oh, him. Which is hard, hard to say. He's a. Uh, uh, he is a noted. Um, I'm lunatic. Yeah, I don't he, know, you know what the word I want is. It's like a, he says that. That's like a tick with him. He says that every five minutes. Um, and then uh, who's this? Who's this guy that uh, did it recently? Uh, Some Bob Lefsetz. Who, he, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Someone. Some guy. Gruber linked to him. Maybe. Some guy. Yeah. Gruber linked to him. And uh, we should just start making up one? names. <laughs> Shmam. <laughs> Lafon. Uh, Robert Quirkle. Continue uh, talking. I will. Uh, I will. Find if that, that is guy. his real name. That, oh, fact, Vivek, uh, Vivek. Vivek Wadwa. The guy. Yeah, you guys are just making guy. names up now, right? Yep, like no. that's, yep. that's the game. I wish. Oh, and also Fnid Hogglemeyer, Hero no, One, Vivek Fiang Vivek Wadwa writes for the Washington Post and and suggested replacing Cook with um, Elon Musk. Yeah, because the Elon, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are not just interchangeable. You can't just like, oh no, yeah, you, I'm gonna. No, take... pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know who would be great at running <laughs> Apple, like. I don't know, Joss Whedon. Let's just take him from that place sure. over there. Right. I loved now, Buffy the yeah, Vampire. Yeah, so listen. And I logical. love my Tesla. I'm with you that the Elon Musk suggestion is stupid. But I would say, oh, when I read it, it, that's the only one that caused me to think not Elon Musk would be a good idea, but rather, you know, the, there was angst over Tim Cook initially by some saying you know, he didn't have the creative vision that Steve Jobs had. Fair enough. Okay. None of us do. But he said that he was more excited about the watch than anything else that had ever done. And this was his big thing. And so I decided today that maybe that's a little bit nervousness inducing. Like maybe <laughs> if if the watch was what he really had all of his eggs basketed with, then maybe that's a little like I'm not looking to oust Tim Cook. I think he's doing great. I don't think that a down quarter is a problem given that you can't keep breaking your own record over and over again. There's a finite amount of money in the world to accumulate. <laughs> and I'm trying. But the <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I, I thought that when I was thinking back to how he said, you know, I think this watch is going to be the biggest, most intimate device we're ever going to have released and whatever else. Like, I don't know. Maybe we, we maybe were he well, pretty excited, too, too to be fair. Yeah, because I was trusting him. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would make a great CEO for Apple? Scrooge McDuck. He's really shown his money making prowess. <laughs> I got to think a lot of that's just marketing, though, because they no. realistically marketing could not, no. could not have expected to sell like too many more than they already than they have. Actually, I mean, they still sold I mean, maybe millions. They thought, maybe right? they thought it would be a little bit do a little bit better, but it's it's just no. I I agree that I it's it was, mostly marketing because. 
there was no way that the watch given you know what they had to know was the limited you know the limitations of it could ever match the phone right nothing nothing at the the price point and the fact that it's tied solely to the iphone i i don't i don't even know how much that matters i mean I i think what we're seeing is the fact that you know which has been said by another number of other people the smartphone phenomenon may be one of those things that doesn't really come around that often right i mean right, right. if you look at like yeah the cumulative numbers of you know personal computers sold over the last 30 40 years sure that is a crap ton of computers but i don't think even in their most up years were they necessarily doing the kind of business that the smartphone business were? I mean, I don't know. I have to go back and look at, like, you know, maybe the PC clones in the height of the 90s or something, you know, all all the businesses were buying them up. I don't Um, think so. I mean, because people were turning these things over so fast that they're... Nobody turned computers over that fast back then. And so... I And not sm- that many people... You know, it was a much slower burn. Not that right. many people... I mean, like, everybody has a smartphone. Right. Not, at, not necessarily everybody had a personal computer, and a lot of those went yes. to enterprise. Right. They were different targeting. Um, I thought there was a really... I linked to this over on Six Colors uh, as we record this on Tuesday. Um, Neil Seibart over at Above Avalon did an interesting piece talking about sort of the overall... The iPhone warning signs... Um, and some of it, I mean, it's not doom and gloom by any means, but I think it takes kind of a pretty solid, like rational look at some of the things they're talking about, such as the fact that growth, growth is going to be a challenge because a lot of those big chunks of customers that were, you know, sort of available to be targeted have been snapped up now, right? Like lots of people own phones. And as a result, I there, do. There are, yeah, Lex, Lex, I mean, oh, give, gets given and a phone so many every day, iPads. every day they just give them a new free phone. Um, no, but like it's there are no new carriers to add on, right? With like huge chunks of untapped customers. Yeah. Like we've picked off all the low hanging fruit. So now you're, you know, well, Tim Cook says, oh, well, there's still plenty of people who don't have phones or who want to upgrade or who want to switch from Android. All of those numbers are probably a lot smaller than they used to be. And because of things like the SE, which has snapped up a lot of the people who were waiting to upgrade to their iPhones because they wanted a smaller phone. Um, the problem there being it's a much cheaper phone too, which lowers, you know, the, the average selling price of the phone. And, and, you know, I think there, the, the point being, as we said, this great growth is unsustainable in the long term because sooner or later you run out of things to sell people to, uh, or you run out of people to sell things to that one. (laughs) I'm not in business and we can tell why. Um, but I will say, I think think you wrote it actually, you wrote a story for six colors about Apple waiting into the subscription business. Yeah. Right. That was you. And I think that's, (laughs) that was the rare, uh, sharp, smart assessment from Dan Moore. No, I thought, I thought (laughs) that you were spot on really. Wow. Um, no, I, I was kidding, but no, I like, cause you look at something like Netflix. Just kidding. Netflix doesn't have to innovate, right? Like they have to make some new shows and stuff, but they can just keep, they don't have to make a better app. They don't have to make better recommendations at this shown point. They, they do just not have, have to, to do either of those things. <laughs> right. They, they just have to keep ably. doing what they're doing. And uh, there's a lot of money in those things, right? And so I think Apple Music has really wet their beaks on the appeal of just having people who will say, hey, I'll commit to paying you this money every month, effectively forever. So the, I, I the, John right. Moltzes, the John Moltzes of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think who, you're right. Who I not only pay the more. subscription, but also buy the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a limited number of I don't of those know why around. they don't just like have somebody sitting here watching me all the time. Maybe <laughs> they do. What makes, Maybe they what do, makes you think they don't? don't? Yeah, yeah the, it's possible. They just don't turn on the light on your camera anymore. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, no, I think, yeah, the subscription thing, I it seems like a great business to get in, right? Because it is just recurring revenue. And 
I'm guessing I I don't know I have any hard data on this, but I'm guessing that most people sign up for services and then you know it's like it's like signing up for gym memberships, right? And you're like, oh man, I don't go to the gym enough. I should really cancel that gym membership, but I might go to the gym. I really should mm-hmm. go to the gym, but you're still paying them the entire time, right? Like regardless right. of how much you use that their services, you are forking over money every month, and it's just too much of a hassle to cancel. And it. in some ways, you know, Netflix is less problematic than the gym because the gym you're like you keep it in some sense out of a sense of obligation i, right, I really right. should do that i should get healthy but even if you're not watching enough netflix in a given month i feel like there's many of us who just like the idea of knowing well i could watch every episode of the west wing if i wanted to like it's there right, yeah. it's there and waiting for me and like on tap, and that's like very water. reassuring yeah <laughs> i could turn on the west wing hose if i needed it yeah <laughs> that should really really hose down the and west wing and there's no lead in it well, probably. There's no guarantee. Yeah, it depends so. on where you watch. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see. Well, listen, speaking of why people should love the subscription business, it's, <laughs> it's worth noting that today's episode is sponsored by Harry's. So uh, stop compromising on your shave and get started with fine subscription business Harry's for too long, far too long. You've paid way too much for a comfortable shave. Or if you're not paying too much, you've settled for a crappy, low-quality razor. Harry's offers something you've never had before. A great shave at a fair price. They make their own high-quality razors. They cut out the middleman with a different razor, and they ship them directly to you for half the price of the leading brand. It's a good shave. It's a good price. It's simple. Get the best of both with Harry's. I shaved with Harry's as recently as today. And as is so often the case when I do these spots, I only shave my neck today because I'm doing the stubble beard until my wife says, okay, that's enough stubble beard, and then I shave the whole thing off again. <laughs> but I do that's it all. That's what I do. I do it all with a Harry's blade. Actually, just today, I was giving my daughter, Sierra, a kiss goodbye, and she's like, she yanked her head away. I'm like, what was that? And she goes, eh, that's what I do when it's time for you to shave again. And I said, fine, you can kiss me. And she's like, no, you're too stubbly. And I said, what if you kiss me on my neck since that's where I shave? So she gave me a little goodbye kiss before she got on the bus on my Harry's cleanly shaved neck. What if you Just, kiss my ring? Yeah, that's next. I shaved God that too. Father Friedman. Kids. It's a comfortable shave. It's uh, it's five they five German crafted blades on that razor. It's got a flex hinge, a lubricating strip. The quality is guaranteed. Full refund if you're not happy. Factory direct prices, no upcharges. Half the price of the leading brand. The starter kit's just fifteen dollars. That's the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry shave cream or foaming shave gel. As an added bonus, get five dollars off your first purchase with our code Rebound. After using our code, you get an entire month's worth of shaving for just ten dollars. The Truman is their starter set. It's a great option for fifteen dollars to get the handle, the moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five blade German engineered razors. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of the show: five dollars off with promo code Rebound. So go to h a r r y s dot com harrys.com and a promo code rebound to save five dollars and support the show stop compromising it's your face for god's sake give harry's a try today subscription businesses man that's what it's all about mm-hmm. i yes i'm i'm so glad that's why everybody pays us that that five dollars every episode right like all of our <laughs> listeners you guys have all chipped in this. right yeah <laughs> uh i breaking news as we're um as what? we're recording this the uh, the dream the dream the dream has died uh Gene, Must- Gene Munster just admitted on CNBC that he's not expecting Apple to make a TV anymore. Ah, breaking news today. Gene Munster admits <laughs> no Apple television forthcoming. <laughs> Sorry, had to be done wow. with that voice. People, people hate that. 
<laughs> that's uh somebody hates that's... it i'm sure that somebody hates that voice that's big for him personally i love it but yeah i know yeah i mean who thought that we'd ever get to this point end of an where era G- where gene would join the rest of us what? here on earth i honestly <laughs> thought he would die first <laughs> i thought maybe he would he be did. i didn't maybe that was just uh, maybe the they buried the lead on that i was confident he would be on the colony ship to mars still insisting <laughs> That an Apple television mm-hmm. was imminent. What, didn't, he ask about, didn't he ask about something else a couple months ago? Like he said, he said before that he had sort of backed off that, right? Like that was a thing a, a year or so ago. He said like, ah, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask about that anymore. But I felt like he started asking about some other crazy thing instead. Or maybe we just got someone else asking about some crazy thing. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's now, it's all about the car now, right? Like, right. That's what everybody's thinking that's- about. And and uh, VR is a much less um, ballyhooed thing it, from Apple. It just doesn't. I mean, it seems seem like they've like got to be working product. on it. But really, I don't well, know. It seems like they've got to be working on it in some uh, regard. I mean, I, and they bought some company related to that, right? I don't disagree so, that they're working on it. It's just I don't. I guess I still have trouble visualizing what that looks like. Is it just a headset like everybody else is doing? Because I don't. I guess I don't necessarily see the compelling nature of that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a subscription headset. <laughs> oh, every every month you get one piece. There you go. <laughs> you have to keep paying or they come and take it away. Uh, I believe that's called an extortion service. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you know. Uh, it's a nice uh, VR headset you got there. Yeah, Would right, uh, be, be a shame, shame if something, something happened to it. <laughs> knocks a vase off the mantle <laughs> indestructible vase just bounces on the floor <laughs> damn it yeah i hate it when that happens um yeah i i there's a lot so you're you're uh you're waiting for the car then see i don't I'm it not doesn't seem to be like the, the car, car is gonna be coming anytime in the near future no, i i don't think it's i don't think i'm waiting for the car i mean i think apple right now is in the position of having to see what they can do with the stuff that's sort of already in their pipeline and maybe there's something else in there besides vr and the car like um that cyber piece i mentioned before i think uh, linked to another one he talked about where he talked about the pixar model of developing films right like they work on a bunch of different films at the same time but they're all different stages in development Mm -hmm. so you can sort of ramp them up in parallel and then shift people around as you need to and you know clearly apple operates on a similar sort of parallelism right like they're they're spinning up the watch in the car but they're at different stages in production and so the question right. for me is is there something else in there in that pipeline that they are you know improving or or like developing or is it cuz you know it seems like we would hear something about it well, it depends what stage um, and it's so in the things, and how involved it is, right? If it's largely yeah. software-based, like, a, yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't have to be a hardware product necessarily. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, there's still, there's still the, um, the mythical TV um, service. Maybe it's one product. It's, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, all right. Lex, no, no, no. tease that out <laughs> for Just, me. It's, it's a phone. It's an iPod. It's an internet uh-huh. communicator. But what if it's a t- they're waiting to release their car or they're relating to release their TV until they can build it into the car, right? Then it's just all one device. You can watch custom Apple content while it, your car drives you where it's you have a to VR, go. It's a VR TV car. Oh, for sure. Why else would you do it, right? So, <laughs> so when I'm driving, when my car is driving me around, I can be in a virtual reality where it seems like right. my car is driving where, me where, around. No, you're in a virtual reality watching Dr. Dre do like inappropriate things as people oh, have an geez. orgy around him. That's, I think that's what's happening. I don't know how I feel about this that. This future sounds great. I don't know why. I wish we could have it right now. 
but there's too much packed into that whole car thing right i mean there's there's uh there's sort Are of the console the like car a, doesn't have enough cargo space is that what you're suggesting well, it's, it's a it's electric and it's self-driving right so an electric self-driving car is not coming from apple in the next five years no i i don't even think it's i don't know i'm even skeptical about the self-driving part yeah i mean if it's not that then maybe it's coming sooner but the self-driving thing is a long is still a long way away i think that's like a that's an iteration on the car as a platform right like you launch a car that's an electric car that people can drive and then later on you improve it by adding self-driving capabilities just because yeah. I think starting a yeah. building a car is hard enough, making it self driving from the get go, I feel like that requires way more, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot more work. And plus, there's not even I mean I don't even think there's federal approval for such a thing. No, although Tesla's kind of trying to do it without they're kind of like side trying loading. to put it yeah, into they're their... trying to slip yeah, it in yeah. without anybody really being the wiser which seems yeah interesting i mean we're gonna have to have a discussion about that probably sooner rather than later you know in terms of legislation or regulation but yeah we're still a ways off on that yeah well we gotta wait for him to become ceo of apple so <laughs> <laughs> again I, I think we've talked about this once before but We've got to make sure that when Apple has this car and it's self-driving itself, that the Apple Maps are really locked in by then. Like, you, can't, you can't have any stories about people getting driven into the river. Like that, that, that would really slow the uptake. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I have a big a dis- sort of ongoing... You're sitting, you're sitting in it wrong. <laughs> I have a big ongoing argument with a, a friend of mine who is an ER doctor, but who is not terribly technically savvy. And he, so he complains about all the, you know... All the terrible things people do with cars, because, of course, he sees a lot of the, the repercussions of those things, you know, people texting or drinking, etc. And he insists, you know, he's just like adamant that a self-driving car will be incredibly you know, like so much safer than people behind the wheel. Whereas I guess I come from the opposite point of view of having seen how dumb computers are about certain things <laughs> and feeling like <laughs> I am not convinced of that point. Like, yes, there are certain cases where I think computers are probably a lot better assuming that all your variables are sort of known but i think the problem and what worries me is that the environment and all the things a self-driving car might encounter are so unpredictable that i'm not sure computers are yet good enough to be able to sort of deal with that on the fly right especially like i look at like boston you know where traffic is awful roads make no (laughs) sense and it's like Really? You're going to find a way to get self-driving cars that are... Like, people are already not very good at navigating it. I'm not sure robots are going to be that much better. But, like, I feel like it's funny because he's got, like, this... You know, he's exposed to people on a daily basis that he thinks are hazardous. And I'm exposed to technology on a daily basis that I think is hazardous. And we both seem to think the other approach is, like, better. <laughs> um, just goes to show you... See, all you know I know, all I know is that, you know, between between me and the bars that I would like to go to to drink an awful lot, um, it's just a, it's a straight grid. And it's actually, it's not very complicated. So I think it would work really well. Yeah, I just, I just hate human drivers. So I'm happy to have the robots take over. That's fine. Yeah, also also that. I mean, people are, people are idiots. I mean, so I'm not, I, you know... Well, speaking be, of I think it's, being it could idiots. be six, six of one, half a dozen of the other, really. I had this idea uh, regarding Twitter, which is... Um, if we can kind of make a Twitter suicide pact where we'll all just agree to stop tweeting and stop reading Twitter, that'd be really useful. Because I can't quit Twitter because I'm, I have this, the FOMO, and I don't want to miss out on great tweets that the rest of you are sharing. 
So I just need everybody to agree that we're all going to quit Twitter and then I can get like a lot of time back. So are you I'm guys not, good for that? Are you in? No, I'm not. I'm out. Ah, well, you've ruined I, it. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> I. You know what, Lex, you and I both used to be completists when it comes to Twitter and I have I have severely digressed from that point i i just i there are i let it go for days at a time now and just skip around because it's the volume and i i don't follow that many people but the volume is still just so high that i'm muting a lot more people than i used to oh i just don't follow <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i know but some of these people i i right. can't stand it's, it it's offensive people... to glenn if you unfollow him i get it <laughs> i understand <laughs> hi glenn <laughs> i think glenn would be fine with that i don't think glenn glenn would not be a, a problem <laughs> Glenn would perfectly well understand why someone would unfollow him. I just don't but understand why when it's I do... It's some people who's not... It's not the volume. It's the... Uh, anyway. It's the quality. <laughs> it's, yeah. I feel like I've unfollowed a lot of people. I guess I've kept... I've tried to keep a pretty constant number of people that I'm following, just what I think is manageable. And yet, it still seems like like volume has increased. And I wonder if that's just because things like retweeting and quoting have just become so easy as part of all the platforms and clients over the last several and, years and and tweet storming seems like that's yeah, more of an acceptable uh, oh i mute tweet stormers for sure if you start a tweet storm and i'm not interested you get muted for at least a day sometimes longer uh but dan i follow 400 more people than you and i would say that i am still and that's an Whoa. exact count at this time Wow. Um, Four, well, see, that's that, that's your problem right there. I follow six hundred one to dance two hundred one. I tried. Yeah. I've been trying uh, to like, keep it. I'm at like two hundred forty or something. I think I'm in two forty. I've something. been I've been very much trying to keep it to two hundred, but I've just I finally hit that blank where it's like, well, who am I going to unfollow for that <laughs> to get to that two hundred? Actually, I feel like I should unfollow some of the things. I'm there are things I follow for work. There are people I follow who are yes. personal friends. There are thing you yes. know people I follow for other things. You know, I I think that it's tricky to make that distinguishment and there's lots of things i follow that i don't technically need to follow because like i follow some of our own podcast feeds it's like right. I, there's nothing going into that feed that i need to actually know about <laughs> just makes I, it so I much easier if i need to retweet something i follow a lot of accounts that don't tweet at all but yeah. that i have to follow for various reasons so that that helps inflate the account quite a bit um but i i would say i'm still a completist roughly 90 percent of the time so 90 percent of the time i read every time Okay. I scan right. through I scan through everything. I would not say that I read everything. I mean, I'm getting pretty good at knowing the ones, I mean, <laughs> jumping past the ones. It's often like, if I wake up in I the I follow moment. the local newspaper because they often have stuff that I'm very yeah, interested yeah. in. And then they'll but they'll tweet about locals, I mean like high school sports. I'm like I just, I do not care about high school sports. Sorry. I think yeah. I, you know when I wake up in the morning and there's like 250 unread tweets, it's like mm yeah no probably not i'm probably just gonna skip to the top at that point <laughs> that's just too it's just yeah. too much out of my morning like when i could be using that time for other more productive things because i find that some of my you know like i get up i walk down to the coffee shop and if i'm still like trying to figure out everything that happened last night i just don't get into like a working groove for you know like half an hour or 45 minutes as i read through everything and they're like what that that is not time that is necessarily useful but like lex i have that fear of missing and for me not just like missing out on funny things, but like missing out on interesting links or stuff, you know, that I'm yep. just like going to want to write about or I'm going to yeah. want to know about. And that's the problem is like because my RSS use while still around has dwindled, like there aren't as many other places that I get information now. You guys don't use the Apple News, do you? No. In fact, just yesterday yeah. somebody tweeted an Apple News link. And when I tapped on it, it was like, hey, do you want to open Apple News to read this? And I was like, 
Nah, don't. <laughs> I don't care enough. I'm I've fine. I've tried a couple times. I just I can't get into it because I feel like whatever algorithms they're using to try and figure out what I'm interested in, it always feels. I guess it feels a little obsequious to me. It's like, oh yes, we've noticed you're into superheroes. Read all these superhero stories. I'm like, to me, that is a very different. Like I delineate between stuff I'm reading for work. Like RSS feeds for me are almost you know 99% like stuff i'm reading for work i don't want to put necessarily too much stuff in there that it's just like pleasure reading because i feel like it gets me out of that groove again and so the apple news thing where it tries to intelligently figure out what i want to read just feels like i don't know i always feel like i'm being catered to perhaps a little too much in terms of like self-selecting news sources so like i mean it'd be like opening it up and all you see is like positive stories about apple right like that would be weird and uncomfortable <laughs> And not just because it's Apple News, but because like you it would imply stuff. that like, oh, you only really want to hear the good stuff. You right? mean the stuff that I that I write? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not- okay. You can mention my name. Um, <laughs> what about uh, how's your uh, how's your talk show usage? Uh, dwindling, days? I would say. Dwindling. dwindling. Is the is the is the fire burned out yet, or are you still? Uh... I have not launched it since we last recorded turning this car around, and we each sent useless messages to that <laughs> chat. I, I, I open still it up it. every once in a while. Uh, the only one that I'm actually actively posting in at all is the one with Moltz and, and Guy about superhero shows. And even that is not mm-hmm. like like constant writing. But it's like it's funny to me because so essentially we already have like an iMessage thread where we do that, right? And like because yeah. we coordinate the show, but mainly we also just, you know, text each other about things from comic book mm-hmm. shows and it's like well okay i guess that makes sense like maybe if we made that into a talk show it would just be serve the same purpose but i'm not convinced that it the model for like the shows is like is the show so, so supposed to be something that happens like at a given time like you, i see a bunch where it's like the show has ended or whatever it's like i don't feel like our iMessage thread ever ends right we just we no. just take a break and then start tweeting yeah. or start texting about it like yeah. the next week yeah. yeah, I'm with you on all that, and I, I would say the discovery in the app to me it's is not quite really where annoying. I want it to be. Because oh, I, yeah, I agree with that. I want to tap a thing that says, "Here's all the conversations people you follow are having," and there's no, there's no way to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. and I and it's there's a whole bunch of stuff that ends up in that thing that says "for you" yeah. that I just really don't care about. Right, because um, I do not care about strangers' conversations. I care about people. Right. I mean. I care about people who I care about's conversations. Right, right. So, it also, it would be a lot better if we could actually get their secret iMessage conversations and pull those in. Like, that's what I'm really <laughs> Yeah. The stuff I, they don't know is going to be public. That's an app I would mm-hmm. get. Yeah, I, I don't particularly like that there's no easy way to find, I don't know. I, I wish that the, the curation part of it I, I don't like um, because it does feel like certain stuff is being like, here, read all these things. These are featured shows. And it's like, I actually don't care about most of these i really just want to see the shows i'm involved in or that people i know are involved in not the shows with like tons of strangers so but i understand kind of what they're going for i don't know it's an interesting idea i'm not sure that it it is something i mean i've stuck with it i've stuck with it kind of a lot longer than i thought i would because it seems like these new things you know these we want to you know sort of like twitter-esque kind of things come out every quarter or maybe every year um and uh you know they get a lot of interest for like a couple days and then they die out um but this one at least i've i've had a a couple that i've been actively involved in and um and i keep going back to to those 
It's because like the the ones that I participate in are really the ones that I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, that's did that's... I uh, oh, <laughs> did I lose you? Hello. No, no, <laughs> we're, we're just thinking silently, <laughs> learning, internalizing, bringing it in. I see. Uh, I, another question I was thinking about for you all, speaking of talk show ish, is what are you using your iPads for these days? Because we've talked about this, I think, every few months on the show, and. You know, for a long time, a long time, my iPad was effectively a giant words with friends machine <laughs> early on in the <laughs> iPad's tenure. Um, and now it's like I use it for a lot of things, but I know that many people don't use their iPads for a lot of things. What, what do you use your iPad for? I, I kind of bounce around with it because I've been using I took it when I most recent did my most recent weekend trip. I took only the iPad in the keyboard case just to see how that went. And it, it went fine, um, although I did find that there were certain tasks I wanted to do that I feel like the iPad's not as well suited for um, when it comes to, for example, I went to work on reorganizing some stuff in this book I'm writing and uh, just just manipulating text and like dragging, you know, copying and pasting stuff around, I find still more finicky there than on a Mac. Like, And there's something about... It feels very constrained to me because not because the screen size is smaller than, say, my 11 inch air, but like because of the single app or even split screen model, like having a bunch of things open and being able to quickly like zip between windows and move text around and copy and paste stuff and get sort of like a big overview of things. It just feels more constrained on the iPad to me. And so I think for writing when it's like all I'm doing is sort of working in a linear fashion, that's actually fine. Um, it's really when I get to that higher level, like editing and reorganizing where I just, I have more trouble with that. Just my mind does not work in that way. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I can do most of the stuff I want to do on an iPad. It's not all of it as well as on a Mac. And part of that might just be, I've used a Mac for 25 years. You know, I've, I'm very used to how that works. It's ingrained. <laughs> Um, have you had a have you had a restarted at all at all that time? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good uptime, actually. Surprisingly, <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't know. I still play games on it. I still watch video on it. I surf the web. I check my email. Um, although less of it, so you know, ironically enough, less of that. Some of it now that I put it in that keyboard case because it is just bulkier and more unwieldy. It's like more like having a laptop. So you know, good things and bad things about that, I guess. Yeah, I I mostly use it for Netflix and for games. Um but at least pretty much at least once a week I also use it for writing. And um I use Ulysses usually for writing. And uh I take I take it out of the house with a keyboard and find some place to write. So That's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean I I'm, down. I'm I feel like I'm getting a decent rounded you know <laughs> kind of well-rounded usage out of it uh the only problem that i have right now is the fact that there's a game so both my wife and my son have minis and there's a game that really only plays well um on a larger ipad and so when i go out they often want to play that game (laughs) so like (laughs) we have this we have this quandary where oh you're going out but we wanted to play that game which we can only play on your ipad (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm going out to write and (laughs) so anyway um, we'll just we'll just need to buy another iPad. <laughs> yeah, it's the only solution. And I'm sure that that when I do, I will buy it at exactly the wrong time. <laughs> well, you're still Rest using sure. your Pro, right, Alex? Are you still using it for everything? Uh 
Yeah, let me just pick it up so I can see my most recently used apps, so I can answer as honestly as possible. But I use the Pro every day. You know, I, I use a standing desk setup. I'm standing at the standing desk right now. And in my current setup, I don't have a, a height-adjustable desk, which is what I used to do at the old house. So if I want to sit, I'm switching devices. And I used to switch to my laptop, and now I just switch to the iPad Pro when I sit. And I can really pick up from where I left off on the Mac. Um, so... I mean, my most recent apps are showing a, a pretty decent mix of productivity and amusement uh, because there's, you know, uh, Slack and Safari and Mail and Messages and Fantastical. And then there's also uh, Netflix and Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> um, so I'm using it for everything, but I use it a lot. Uh, and the only thing I decide that I really hate about the iPad Pro which is solvable if I'm willing to spend money that I'm not willing to spend, is how freaking slow it charges. Like, it really charges hilariously slowly. Does the battery with, last with the long? Do you get better battery life or worse? Like, how long, does uh, it, how long do you get on a charge? If, I mean, it depends what you're doing, uh, which I know is an, a not helpful answer. But I found that if I'm streaming video um, from the internet, the battery goes fast, not mm. like an hour, but like you probably get four or five hours of streaming video time. Well, there's a lot of display to drive there and it's constantly exactly. on at that point. Yeah. Yes. But if I'm doing anything else, 10, 12 hours is, you know, That's like the same iPad battery life you've gotten from every iPad, I think, because uh, the bigger battery comes with a bigger screen. So it's, you know, it all comes out in the wash kind of thing. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, you watch but your I, iPad. I just, get it. Yes, mm -hmm. but it just recharges so slow. Like you, you plug in an iPad, you go back to a regular iPad, you come back to it in a couple hours, and it's like, oh, I'm at 91%. And I plug in the iPad Pro at like 42%, and I come back in a couple hours, and now I'm at 51%. <laughs> That's not that helpful. Is that is that a problem with the charger, though? Isn't there a different... I yeah, so I if you buy the USB-C charger and that there's adapter like a higher, there's like a higher goes, wattage yeah, exactly yeah. but this is what they sold it to me with so it should right, not right. suck yeah <laughs> is no, my feeling yeah yeah i found my the ipad air 2 is still fine um i think a, i've noticed it you know i use it a lot more now that i've got the keyboard case or at least i've used it for like bigger chunks of time and i did find that i started to run through the battery which is you know in my normal day usage when i'm at home i it does not I probably get down to like 90% if that, because I'm just not using it very much when I've got two Macs in the house as well. Um, but yeah, it definitely, when it was sort of like my only machine that I had with me, I definitely ran through a lot of the power on it. And that was, that was kind of a, uh, a, it was a new experience I had for me. Cause I had to find, Oh, I was like, Oh man, I've got to find someplace to, you know, plug in because I, my, my iPad is great and portable, but now I'm running out of battery. But yeah, I think my biggest problem with it is still the, I don't know, multitasking still feels kind of bolted on compared to the Mac where, you know, multitasking has been in use for a really long time. So they've had, I feel like, much more time to get it right on the Mac. Um, I mean, it hasn't, you know, it's weird, like, I don't know, pretty much since like System 7 or something, right? Like you go way the hell back, multitasking feels like, not like under the surface, but like the way it works hasn't really changed that much. Right. They nailed it. It feels like they nailed it pretty quick. Whereas on the iPad, it feels like there's it's not still not quite there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how. To, yeah, I'm not sure how to improve that though. Is yeah, it, you don't is have it to. A matter of, it. Apple does. 
All right, well, now this is what we do, right? If you think about mission control and what it was and and the virtual desktops and stuff, I can imagine a solution that's not entirely dissimilar eventually coming to the iPad. Like I can mm-hmm. imagine when you've got all the, you know, the the here's all your apps that are currently running, instead of just having the side by side, I can sort of see here's four quadrants. Put all the apps you want in all of those and some easy means of switching what's on which side. Like right now, I think Dan's right that it 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 feels going in the right direction on the iPad Pro, but it still feels tacked on, bolted on, where uh, I don't know sometimes when I switch apps Mm -hmm. which side it's going to take over, the left or right, if I'm running apps side by side. And sometimes you close both apps and launch a third. And if the third you launch supports um, multitasking, it'll launch side by side. And if it doesn't, it'll take over the whole screen. And I don't know which app. I mean, I I do, but I'm not always thinking about it. So I'm like, why the hell is my mail over there? I just want to use this app. Uh, Those are the pieces that I feel like uh, having to Both the having to switch, like, you know, that right-hand column where you have to choose which app you want in the right side um, with that scrolling list, like, that's annoying. Like, it's hard to find things. And as I said, I think I tweeted a couple of weeks ago about, like, I start scrolling through it. And about, like, 10 seconds into scrolling through it, I'm like, oh, what app was I even looking for? I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should be able to set up, like, a set, like, yeah, two exactly. things that go together. Or yeah. even just, like, here are some favorites. Here are, like, your most – it tries to be smart about putting your most, you know, recently used apps down there. Um, but if you want to find a new app out of the however many apps you have installed on your iPad, uh, that's pretty hard. Um, and like Lex said, you know, it's, the fact it needs that spotlight over there, kind of, no yeah. And the other thing is like, like Lex said, the only way to switch the app on the left is to like go back to the home screen and launch a new app. Whereas it seems like you should have the ability to say like, oh, I want to, let's say, I mean, you can do the thing where you like swipe all the way, extend the right hand app all the way across to make it the new foreground app. But like, you should be able to like drag and drop those things, like switch their places or change the left hand app independently of going back to the home screen like it's clear right. if that we can do is... it from the right why can't we do it from the left it doesn't make sense because, right? again, because it's, bolted, it. it's bolted onto the existing system yeah. of launching apps and that's that's the short answer is like they would actually probably need to do much more re-architecting to make it work in a new way which maybe they've done for ios 10 right like i think i think they learned with ios 9 that adding this was it was a huge deal um for at least for iPad users, you know, like who are interested in using productivity devices, I think it's a big deal. And maybe that meant that they have developed, you know, devoted some more resources to it with this year's update to like make it a little more, a little more modern. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like it. I got to tell you, I did not think, I did not buy all the hype. So if you're one of those listeners who's like, yeah, I've seen Vitici's tweets. I know he says he can work on the iPad, but I can't. And I was definitely one of those naysayers. And um, I'm I'm surprised and impressed by how easy it is to get a lot of shit done on it. Yeah. So well, what's go. the difference? What's the difference for you with the Pro as opposed to using a just like a an Air Two? Does the Air Two do the side by side apps? Yep. Yeah. Then yeah. no difference. Just the bigger screen means you can get more. You know, see yeah. more at the okay. same time. Yeah. I, I Which still, is yeah. I think that That's would be big. too big for me, like just to carry around all the time. I think I don't know. I have Dan. You're like a huge it. person. I don't know if this is accurate. <laughs> Thank, thank you. I don't know. I don't podcast with many people who are taller than I am, and you are one of them. You are the one of them. I'm just saying you can pull off a big iPad. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I like the Air 2 size. It doesn't feel like overwhelmingly huge to me, but I also use an 11-inch MacBook Air, so there's that. 
Um, I and so I think I agree with you, Lex, that I get a lot done and can get a lot done on the iPad. I think what it comes down to for me is simply I think I still prefer the Mac. That's just that's just where it is, you know. Like as far as just comfort, like I it's feel funny like I say that I know just what you mean. Like you know how to get everything done, and yeah. certainly I always feel like if I want to get a lot done, I'm like, well, I've got to use a Mac for this. If I want to have like six different windows open and different things going back and forth, it sucks on the iPad. And Federico can say what he wants, but it still sucks on the iPad. But I find it's way more fun to get work done on the iPad. So I, although I'm work is you know I think fun, I can get Lex. more done. But it can be. But no, I, I can get more things done more quickly on the Mac most of the time. But I have more fun doing it. It's just it feels more intimate. It's an overused word, especially by me. But it feels more something <laughs> on the <laughs> iPad in a positive way that I appreciate. So that's why I do it. Okay. All Chew right. on that. More. All, right. all, right. all right. I'm chewing on yeah, it. Dan. <laughs> it's very chewy. <laughs> People hate that too. Are you just here telling us what people hate this <laughs> sound effects? They hate they making they hate ch- making chewing noises. They hate funny voices. Um, oh, I, don't, no. I, I don't even know why we yeah. do a show anymore. Then wah, wah, and special effects. They hate it. They hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tweeted bleep bloop at me today in response to a joke <laughs> I posted. <laughs> Our work here is done. <laughs> Probably well re- well deserved. Nah. You want to retell the joke? See if it lands better with us. Um, some of the best songs about me, colon, Lex is an O's, let's talk about Lex, I want your Lex, Lex get it on, Alexander Friedmanton, and theme from the Lex Files. <laughs> bleep, bloop. Bleep, bloop. <laughs> That's what I thought. It was a quality tweet, gentlemen. It was a quality tweet. That, that seems uh-huh. like enough for a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perhaps too much. <laughs> uh, I was looking. I was looking for an exit. I was going to get out of this show faster than Great Britain getting out of Europe. <laughs> Current events, That's, bird. I God, wow. I don't know. I'm not sure about that.